Episode 82, The Games We Play 2020 Gift Guide Part 3. Join us at the table where we talk board games to miniatures and everything in between. The Games We Play with Brian and Chris. And welcome back to The Games We Play, a podcast about board games, tabletops, RPGs, miniatures, but always about the games we play. I'm your host, Brian, and co-founder of The Games We Play, and... With me this week is other co-founder, Chris. Yes, it is. That is me, Chris. Hello, hello, hello. Might as well call this the co-founders episodes. Yes. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll get a series out there eventually. That's, that's a to-do list item. All right, getting off track already. This is episode 82 of The Games We Play. This is actually going to be part three of our 2020 Game Gift Guide. Uh, this is, if you haven't listened to episode 8081, we encourage you to go back and listen, but we... We, we kind of split this on three parts instead of making this really, really, really long. Uh, but we wanted to make sure we took the time to talk about these games because we really like these games. And these are our suggestions in the different categories. In previous weeks, if you want to go back and listen, we talked about two-player games, stocking stuffers, modern classics. That was episode 80. For episode 81, we went over our family games. We talked family games for children eight and younger family games for older children, 9 to 12, and family games for teenagers and adults. We had some really good games in there. I highly recommend you go check those out. This week, for part three, we're going to finish up our list, and we're going to be talking about party games and heavier games. So these party games, uh, we have some really good ones. Uh, We want to devote a little extra time uh, why we split it up, just because these party games, some of them have some gimmicky stuff. It's a little hard to explain over voice, but we're going to do it. And then we have our heavier games, which is some of our favorite games. Actually, quite a few of these on the list I'm looking are like top fives for me. <laughs> yeah, very much. <laughs> uh, it'd be very hard to try to narrow this list down to top five. Um, like last week or the week before, this is not our comprehensive list. So this isn't our favorite heavier games of all time. This is uh, games that are pretty relevant now. Some of these are a little newer, uh, which is why they're on our list. If you go back and listen to our 2019 episode, we had the same categories. There's some different games on that list for heavier games. So this is kind of a amalgamation. If you put them together, you have a really good list of heavier games. But we just want to put some new fresh ones on here. We do have a little crossover from last year, but... Uh, this is a really good list of uh, of heavier games and party games, so I'm really excited to talk about this, Chris. Before we move on and start into anything uh, you want to add? No, very much. Uh, just excited. I always get excited to do these episodes and to talk about some of our uh, fun new games, favorite games. Like you said, um, these aren't always the top of the list or of, of all time or anything, but relevant right now and just good games, really good games. Uh, some of these games are going to withstand the test of time. These yeah. games, some of these games are going to be played 15, 20, 30 years from now, which is pretty cool. Uh, when our kids are older and they're adults, uh, these I wouldn't be surprised if we still own these games. They're still playing them from yeah. time to time. Okay, so let's go ahead and start into this. I'm excited to talk about these games. Let's start with party games. So first game up is Sheriff of Nottingham. So this game's been around for quite some time, actually. And, and it kind of exchanged hands, I believe, between publishers. So there's a second edition printing of this game. 
from what I know about the second edition, that's what you would be able to buy now is it has the expansion of the first print and the base game together. So that's a pretty good value. And I believe with that, it adds um, more player counts. So I think the base game is is three to five players. And I believe it adds an additional player for up to six or seven players. So um, pretty good value there. Uh, but the game basically remains unchanged. There's a few extra rules that they like clarified and made better. So I heard from the rules perspective, the second edition is actually better. But in Sheriff of Nottingham, you're going to be playing the role of the sheriff in set in that fictional world of Nottingham. You know, think uh, Robin Hood and Men in Tights or, you know, that's a great movie, but Robin Hood, if you will. And uh, what's going to happen is every round, players are going to assume the role of the sheriff. So it rotates around. Everybody else are like shopkeepers, if you will. And you're trying to bring goods into the city of Nottingham. And the sheriff, and of course, King John, is restricting goods that can come in, and only certain things can come in, because, you know, that's the kind of the theme or the, the idea of, you know, of Nottingham and Robin Hood. And so as these shopkeepers, you have to declare what goods you're bringing in. This is the form of cards. And you have these little cool snap pouches. Uh, they're kind of like felt pouches. And then you put your cards secretly in there and you snap it. And then you have to declare to the sheriff what you're bringing into your into the city. And the sheriff then has to either decide if they're going to let you go, you're telling the truth, or if they're going to inspect it and say, hey, no, you're lying. And then they get to open it up and inspect. And then there's some rules based on if you're lying or if they caught you or didn't catch you or if you're telling the truth and they still uh, inspected it. There's some drawbacks against the sheriff. It's it's light fun, but it's basically set collection. You're taking these cards that you're bringing in, apples, chickens, bread, so on and so forth, cheese, and you're creating sets and you're competing with the other players because after the game, after everybody's been sheriff, um, you see who has the most of those, plus the cards give you victory points, plus maybe you got some contraband slipped into the city from behind <laughs> behind the sheriff's back. Whoever has the most victory points wins. It's, it's this light, silly-hearted social game where you're just lying and bluffing and... And there's a lot of laughter when everybody reveals what they had. You're like, oh, I should have checked your bag or like, I got you. Uh, You can like bribe the sheriff. Be like, hey, if you let me through, I'll uh, I'll give you three coins and you you check Chris's bag instead. You can do that. It's like in the rules. There's rules for bribing and how that all works out. It's great. It's a lot of fun. It's lighthearted. It's it's can be cutthroat but again it's supposed to be a silly lighthearted game it's not one you go and be like i'm gonna win this game it's it's fun it's a lot of fun i I pulled this out the family over thanksgiving one year and everybody seemed to enjoy it. i pulled it out with friends come over and everybody laughed and had a good time and it's easy to learn it's a lot of fun yeah so that's uh sheriff nottingham that is definitely a game good game for holidays when you're having friends and family over um and introducing some people to uh, uh, the, the hobby type games, really yeah. good one. And it's it's fine line a party game. It's yep. like yep. it's probably more of a board game than a party game. But whenever I play it, it feels like a party game. It doesn't necessarily feel like a board game personally, uh, but it has that kind of social deduction aspect to it, which is a hallmark of uh, party games of the last decade. Yeah. Speaking of social deduction Speaking game. Speaking of, you, you took my <laughs> intro on that. Exactly. The next game we're going to be talking about is Secret Hitler. It's This is a game that came out in 2016, plays five to ten people. It, it is a party social deduction game. And basically, it's, it's a dramatic game of political intrigue and betrayal set in the 1930s Germany. 
Um, each player is randomly and secretly assigned to be a liberal or a fascist, and one of the players is the secret Hitler. Uh, the fascists try to coordinate uh, to sow distrust and instill their cold-blooded leader, um, while the liberals must find and stop that secret Hitler um, before it's too late. Uh, the liberal team, is a, um, they always have the majority because they're at the disadvantage of not knowing who it is. Uh, but basically what it is, the object of the game is the liberal team, they try to pass um, five liberal, liberal policies. There's voting aspects in this. And, yeah. um, and or they, they win if they figure out who... Uh, the secret Hitler is and assassinate uh, the assassinate. secret Hitler. Yep. yep. And then the object of the, the fascist team is to pass six fascist uh, policies or elect uh, the secret Hitler as chancellor after uh, three fascist policies have been passed. So yep. basically what it, it, it's a voting game. It's a social deduction game. You go around, there's policies, uh, there's a chancellor and there's um, a president. Uh, yes. There's a president and a chancellor. And basically what you do is you go around throughout these policies. Um, it's blind. And, yep. It is blind. So you have three and you narrow it down to two, then you vote. And then the, the, the chancellor is the one who actually picks the policy out of the three where the other people don't necessarily know what the policies are. You have a mixture of, like I said, the fascist and liberal. So the chancellor can sneak in uh, liberal policies and get them to vote if he's liberal. Um, or um, can sneak in fascists and say, and say, you know what, I, I didn't have a choice. They were both fascist policies. Yeah. I had to uh, choose this one when literally the other one was liberal. I mean, there's there's and, and, so and, much. And I, yep, and I think that's where it adds the entry yes. because the president gets the narrow it down and knows what it is, yep. right? Yes. And then the chancellor gets the leftover. The chancellor doesn't know what the the president yes. uh, eliminated, but the what was eliminated was kind of hidden information, and so. It's a big game yeah. of like who's telling the truth, who's not. Oh yeah. no, all three were liberal. Sorry, like yep. you know that you didn't have any choice. It's like well maybe. Uh, and so there's all yeah. That's where that's where the intrigue is in this game is kind of that hidden information. That's what yep. that's what makes it a lot of fun. It is, and this is a really good. This is a fun game because. Both my daughters, when they went to uh, college their freshman year, um, I gave them uh, these uh, this this game. I, I sent it off to them because it was Emily, her freshman year at, at Iowa Western Community College playing softball. It was funny because she met her, uh, one of her new roommates, and the new roommate was like, oh, I hear you, um, you play board games. Well, I, I play board games too, but they're kind of weird games. You probably never heard of them. And she goes, yeah, we play Secret Hitler. So I, I met Maddie, and I'm like instantly... Amazon sent it, shipped it to Emily, so she had her own copy. And then Grace went off, and Grace has played it too, so I got her one for uh, when she goes to Iowa State. And they play this tremendously. Emily's taking. Oh, that would be a fun a, oh, game at college yes, with a bunch of friends. Oh man, that would Emily, be so Emily has taken this to her softball party gatherings, and they take it on road trips, and they play. Um, and it's it's really awesome. The one thing I really love about this, uh, with this type of game, they've introduced an app to it it's a companion app that you can mm. play it's narrated by will wheaton and it's oh, for gosh. iphones and i um, um android phones and basically what it does it steps you through the process of the whole oh, uh, the nice. president the uh chancellor nice. the voting and it's narrated by will wheaton and it's uh, there's some sarcastic humor in it and it's sure. really cool 
And, I mean, it's a free app, uh, but it, nice. it it really streamlines this type of game and the the oh, yeah. narrates the steps. So people, like I said, uh, Emily um, and her friends and the college people and people who have never really played these hobby games can easily jump into this and follow along. So I That's love nice. Yes, That's really nice. I love that. The type problem of with game. some of these social deduction games is trying to explain, OK, well, if yep. you get this and this and trying yep. to explain how the roles work. Well, if you have something that kind of narrates through it, then. You don't have to give advice, and it can possibly break the game because somebody's like, right. "Well, what does the what does this have to do?" It's like, "Oh, you just gave you know." <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> so, so nice. highly recommend this game. Um, maybe your friendly local game store has it, uh, but it's on Amazon. I've never really seen it sold at some of the other online stores. No, um, I, but, I think you yeah. almost have to direct buy it from right. their website, and it right. it never goes on sale. Uh, it, it is like for for the for what it is, it's a little pricey, but yet the components are really nice. You get like right. that little placards, like the they're wooden, like yeah, yeah, they're like your 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 name, you know, yes. the old school, like on your your desk. There's that your name facing out from it's your desk. chancellor and president. Yeah, but it's, that, yeah, it's, it's really nice components. Yeah, and it's but it it's a game. It, it's it's currently Amazon for thirty five dollars, but it's it's one that we've gotten our money's worth. Well, well, yep. gotten our money's worth. It's a lot yep. of fun. A lot of fun. Secret Hitler. Yeah, good choice. All right, the next on our party game list is Just One. You probably have heard of this game, most likely. This game's like everywhere. You can find it at Walmart, Target, uh, Amazon, like anywhere and everywhere. The reason why is this one, like the Spiel, I believe this one, the Spiel de Jar, one year. In 2018, it won the Spiel de Jar, which is like one of the most prestigious game awards. A party game won that. Um, There's a reason why. This is a fun this is a fun party game. It's a it's a word type game, and it's actually cooperative, which is really weird for a yes. party game to be cooperative. But that's what this is, and so and especially for a a uh, word guessing game being cooperative, you might ask how this even works. Well, how it works is throughout the game, people rotate being the guesser, if you will, and so a card is drawn that has uh, different words on it. And the person who's guessing like chooses a number and that's the, the word that is it. Now the person guessing can't see what the word is, but all the other players see what the word is. So let's say the word is pool, like a swimming pool. All the people who are giving clues have these little whiteboards. And again, these just like secular Hitler, they're kind of like those placards, but yep. they're dry erase. And so everybody has a dry erase. Um, everybody writes down a one word clue to get the guesser to guess the word. So in this case, let's say pool. But everybody's writing it secretly and everybody has to finish writing. And then we reveal it to all the other clue givers. Now, the guesser doesn't get to see this. And if there's any words that are the same, the, the same words have to get the clues put down. So then the guesser doesn't get to see it. Once you've resolved that, then all the remaining words that are left get turned towards the guesser, and the guesser gets to look at what remaining words there are and gets one chance at guessing the word. So, for example, uh, if you said pool, somebody might put, put like, um, uh, water, swim, stuff like that, but if somebody else put water and somebody else put swim, all those clues would go down, and so they might be left with whole. Yeah. <laughs> which is hard or diving, uh, which you might be able to guess with diving. And so um, this seems simplistic, but what really happens after a few rounds, everybody kind of gets it. Everybody starts thinking of really 
interesting or unique Unique, words to try to describe it so they don't try to get the common easy guesses and so what ends up happening is all these words are just really random unique words and you're trying to like as the guester think through how do all these relate together for one word and sometimes it comes together you're like oh um it's a silly easy game and then there's it's kind of like a score attack where you can pass or if you get it wrong you get negative points and so you keep your points based on how if you guessed it right or passes and stuff and then there's like a score sheet being like well if you get this many points this is how well you did and um that's about it and so it seems simple but it's a it's a really actually fun game we've played this at work a lot yeah. in the past and Every time we play it, everybody has fun. We had people like asking for me to bring it to play, and um, it's a really fun game. Very available, a great uh, game to pull up families and Thanksgiving. Well, we just had Thanksgiving, but Christmas and other gatherings. I I can I can I can't highly recommend this enough, and it's fairly cheap, and you can buy it anywhere. So. Um, I saw it even on sale for Black Friday and the holidays. I think it was down to like 20 bucks, which is a heck of a deal considering the whiteboards yeah. and dry race. It's just a really fun game. I, I really like this game. Yeah, you'll get a lot of enjoyment out of it. Yeah, this is it's a, it's a f- uh, fun game. Um, one of our favorites at this household, too, as well. Oh, I love it. I love word games, too. Word games are fun. Yep. Um, good stuff. So anyway, yes. that was just one. Next game uh, on our list is One Night Ultimate. Uh, there's a series of games. The, the prevalent first edition kind of of the theme of the game was the One Night Ultimate Werewolf game. Um, mm-hmm. This is a 2014 game by Bezier Games. Uh, there's It plays three to ten people, but this mm-hmm. game plays in ten minutes. And mm-hmm. the issue of with this game is basically uh, this re-implements an older version of the game. They they streamlined it and narrowed it down so you can play it quick. And what it is is basically it's very fast pace. Uh, everyone has a role. There's one person who's a werewolf, those um, dastardly beings that you're trying to s- stay away from and, and find out who they are. Um, then there's there's other other roles like somebody could be the Tr- uh, troublemaker somebody's the helpful seer um and there's each person has uh gets a role and they have the roles have special abilities um this is another game that's app driven too as well and it's mm-hmm. very very easy to run because you just you, and, and it's yes, required it I is say. like yeah, it is. it's it like has to be. helpful yeah, but yes. this you have to yeah play with it. because it tells you okay this person um um you know the villagers close your eyes uh yeah. the seer open your eyes you get to look around and and um and and where will take, a peek, yeah, at take a peek or take this. a peek at somebody's card to see what their role is to your left or your, to your right uh werewolves you know everybody close your eyes werewolves open your eyes and look around to see who the other werewolves are and things like mm-hmm. that it's it, the app troublemaker is, trouble. open up and switch two things around yes yeah, so you get to switch like, somebody's role around and yeah there's <laughs> i mean and there's there's dozens and dozens of roles of this and and yep. with with these series there's the werewolf series but then there's also um superheroes there's an alien version um there's a villain's version there's it's it's a really neat series of of various themes and each and within each theme the roles change and they have some different characteristics of the roles same concept of the game um similar app 
uh, it's one app that actually plays all the various games. You just select which game you're playing and what mm-hmm. roles you've selected. Super nice. Yeah, Super it's, easy. Oh, it makes it really slick. And it's it's one of these games that, yeah, you're done in 10 minutes, and then you end up finding out you're playing this four or five more times. It's Everybody's yep. like, oh, yeah. And it's, it's one of those just really quick, fast-paced, fun games. And that's – I've never had anybody – not like playing this or not want to play it at least two or three times before we put it away and move on to another game. But and, and and the app is actually isn't it uh, Eric Summerer of the Dice Tower? Yes, yes, it is. Because well he's a professional voice actor. He is a voice before actor. You did the yeah. Dice yeah, and he does this. They're sarcastic, and there's this, and there's that, and it's it's you, it's you can actually you can actually go into the settings. I don't know if you've done the app, and you can change like how goofy, like yep. the percentage, and yeah, you can even do stuff like that. So it's really cool. It, it's funny stuff. It's yeah. well done. Um, this is it's it's been nominated tons of Golden Geeks. It was a Spiel yep. Stasiaris recommend did game um so mm-hmm. it was on the on the list of one of the top games so it's it's one of those party games like you said that's making making the list of the this german um yep. high uh, you know the, one of the biggest awards of all time it's, yep. yeah so yep. that tells you something well, if it's a quality yep. it's a quality game well werewolf is like that classic party game that i think a lot of people even non-gamers have heard of yes but the problem with werewolf is it requires like a moderator like a gm and it needs a lot of people and then you yep. need it like it takes forever to play the right. game there's multiple nights and blah 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 right. blah. well this this takes that same flavor but it's one night right. you get five minutes you vote and then the rounds over game's over right and yeah. then you get to play another one you can oh let's let's try these unique ones it comes with way more roles than you can play with which i really like and it's like hey let's throw this one out and try this new one right and see how this combination yep. goes. and one of the one of the down draws of uh werewolf uh like you said it, it's it takes so long there's player elimination during the process so somebody's oh, out of the yeah, game and they just that. sit right. around and while everybody else is playing a 30 40 50 minute game these people are already out so with one night ultimate werewolf there's no player elimination it's quick everybody's in it uh, and they you know your group either wins or loses and you move on exactly yep yep, yep. they're they're great games they're Absolutely. cheap and yes they're they're fun to pull out under 15 dollars a lot you can find them yeah oh, yeah. yeah yeah normal so one night games. ultimate yep. uh what fill in the blank yeah fill in the blank with your theme <laughs> exactly and you can even you can even mix and match yeah. if you want to get crazy but yeah. that gets it gets silly with the rules and it, it gets complicated it gets if a little you want to do it yep. you could yeah it gets a little wonky but yeah you could you could throw aliens into werewolves yeah <laughs> you can <laughs> Or the blob. Is yes, there the like blob. That blob? Yes. There's, the f- There's two of them. Yes. And they like form together. It's a lot like, of fun. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, next one, just to continue with the theme, is werewords. So this just came out, I think, a year or two ago. Yes. Same idea. You have werewolves. And you have the villagers. The same roles. It's kind of based off werewolf. It is based off yep. werewolf. Except for this one is a word game. Which is the best of both worlds, if you ask me. I love word games. I love this kind of werewolf social deduction. And so how this one plays out is uh, there's one person who's like the the clue giver, kind of. I I, I think, I don't remember what their name, their their role is. It doesn't really matter. But this is also app-driven 100%. And so the person who has that role that has to give out clues, and they don't really give out clues, is uh, they pick a word hidden, hidden on the app. So they pick the word of the options that comes up. And so that's a word that you have to try to get everybody to guess. And then there's other roles too. There's the werewolves who are trying to fail uh, and they get to see the word. They're trying to fail it. There's a seer who actually gets to see what the word is 
and they win with the villagers. However, if they do get the word, the werewolves have a chance at the very end to kill the seer. Guess who the seer is? And if they do that, the werewolves win, even though they guess the word. And so as a seer, you, you're trying to help steer the conversation towards the word, but you're not trying to make it too obvious. So the werewolves are trying to figure out who the seer is. And how the game plays out then is over, I think it's five minutes maybe or something like that. It's timed. Uh, everybody yes, asks yes or no questions. So it's kind of like a big game of 20 questions-ish. Uh, because the the clue giver again, I'm doing this in in quotes. You can't see me. Chris can't see me. But <laughs> yeah. um, they they have these little tokens of yes, no, or maybe, or that's pretty close. And they're just giving out the tokens. They can't say anything. They can't like gesture. They just give out yes and no questions. And the werewolves win if uh, they run out of the clues or the time goes out, um, or if they do guess the the right word, they get to try to vote to see who the seer is. And if they're right, they win. And that's basically how the game goes. It's super easy, plays again in 10 minutes or so, but it's a lot of fun. And what's really cool on the app is you can go in for the word sets like dictionary and people have created their own, like there's a community. And so you can see like, (laughs) you can go through themes. So you can go Star Wars and you can specifically say, I want Star Wars ones or Star Trek or, I mean, there's tons and tons that people have made um around pop culture there might be like music there might be books there might be like animals and you can then select and mix and match them there's different difficulty levels you can say expert hard medium easy um there's a lot of customization with the app is really cool you can again just like the the one night there's sarcastic comments and silly stuff that sometimes happens and you can crank up the settings and sometimes it'll like pop up and do okay we're gonna redo that night again you're like what and like things change around and like silly stuff can happen just like one night and it's so much fun i believe isn't where words busier too is yep. it the same yes people? it is yep it's it's the same yeah, thing same, the same art yep same yep. people that did one i ultimate it, it's a fantastic game where words um i believe this won a, numerous awards as well yeah it actually. did it it did it like you said it was it was up for uh game of the year um it yeah it's by Bezier. They've uh, uh, kind of branched out uh, some of their games off of this. The the ultimate werewolf. Yeah, this came out in 2019. Game. It yep, was a Spiel de Jar nominee yep, as well. Yep. Yeah. It, it, it's a great game. And there's two versions. There's a deluxe and regular. Um, the deluxe came out a year later and it has some extra roles and stuff in it. It's a little more, but I, I would suggest it because... Um, it just gives a little more variety and fun stuff to do with it. So highly suggest this game. It's so much fun. It's called Where Words. Really, really like it. I think this was my second or third most played game this year nice. in 2020. So it's easy to get sessions. It's a perfect work game. We play at work at lunch. Or we did when you know when we we're <laughs> when we in could office. go to lunch and go to the <laughs> office and see each other. Yeah. in person not virtual. Oh, good anyway yeah. good game it, it's a fun one it's cheap so go, yeah go get it gotta like that last party game we're going to be talking about is medium this is a two to eight player game plays in 30 minutes 45 minutes it came out last year too as well 2019 and basically what you do in medium players they act as, as psychics uh psychic mediums and what you're trying to do is you're trying to harness your extrasensory powers and abilities to access the other player's thoughts so what you do is you get in pairs and 
um, what you do with your partner, you try to um, basically mentally figure out what word they're going to say. And how you do it, you draw these cards. So you get a card that's, let's say, apple, and this other card that says cherry. And you go, uh, you basically, you count on three, two, one, and then you and your partner say a word at the same time that brings these two um, cards together. So mm-hmm. you go three, two, one, I say uh, tree. I say tree, and I say uh, pie. Um, you say tree, I say pie. Oh, we missed it. Okay, so we didn't get it. Um, and then what you hit, yeah. Now, now we get another. Now, we get, a, now a, we get another chance yep. at reduced points. Yes. but yeah, another chance. Yeah. So what it is is if Brian and I would have said the same word at the same time, we'd get three points. Um, now we get a second chance. We're going to do it again, but you have to use those two last words you used. So but you can't reuse this first two. You can't reuse the first <laughs> two, but you have to use the new two. And so if you get it that time, um, we get two points. If you're not, we go back to the last time. You can basically get three attempts to get it for three points, two points, or one point. Or, um, sorry, no points. But yep. the, the nice thing is is you start off with these uh, the cards that give you the two words. Um, if we would have nailed it at the same time as fruit. Okay, we got it. Wonderful. But if not, okay, now Brian said tree. Maybe I said fruit. Okay, now the second time we have to use tree and fruit. Three, two, one. Food. Pie. Yeah, it's exactly. We missed it. Now we got pie and uh, uh uh, food we got to come up with something and it's it's really fun little game and you start Thanksgiving, by yes, the way is the right answer exactly that that's <laughs> i actually i was thinking of that is next uh, next one we're gonna do it um but this is a game where you and your partner you start building this relationship and you start feeling the vibe and seeing what words you're choosing and yep. this kind of bit or you're way off one of the two uh it's and, it's, and it's yeah Oh, sorry. Oh, you're fine. No, it's it's just a fun game in that aspect of just trying to think of what's anticipating or what you're going to do. It's very simple. That's really it. That's really the rules. And um, the yeah. sooner you make the match, the more points you get. Then it goes to the next group, and they get attempts, and um, they, they try to score. And you, you play X number of rounds, and the team with the highest points wins. Actually, so you wrote you actually rotate around. So you you play with the person on your right, right? You, play with the you, you move on the with left, the left, and it keeps right. going around. Yes, and, and and there's like some cards on there, and so like the number of rounds, like I think it determines right. Or something like that. There's there's some different yeah. variations of of the round. You can set it. You can do this, but yeah, and so you will partner up with multiple. Like I will play with Brian on my right, and then I'll play with Corey on my left. Then Corey uh, plays with somebody on his left and left, and goes around that, that way. So yep. you play you play with everybody on your left and right yeah yep. I, and I, I like how you get a mitt full of cards yep. so um i think the one person plays it first and then you get to look at your cards and try to find something that you think would be a good choice yes. and so it's not just like two random, random like totally squirrel random. and planet okay yeah. like okay. squirrel girl <laughs> yeah exactly oh but you got to use one word yeah exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. and it yeah. can't and it can't contain the word yep. of one of the exactly words, yeah. can't contain the word exactly it's an interesting game. You think like it wouldn't work out with the whole guessing thing, but it it ends up working out really well. It's actually really interesting as the game goes on. You you start to understand maybe how one person works different than the other person, and so right. one person I might say something a little different if that scenario came up than the other person. Because yeah, it's it's interesting. So um, kind of a mind meld type thing. Kind Very of think, much like the mind a little bit. It's interesting. Uh, it's a fun little game. Definitely has a nice little twist to it that's different than other word games. But I, I like that. Kind of keeps it fresh. It's different than all other word games. So that was medium. Good choice. Yes, good game. All right, that concludes our party list. So let's get on to our heavier games here and talk about those, Chris. Let's go ahead and start it out with Everdell. So did we have this last year? 
I want to say yes. No, yeah, um, we did. So this is one of those crossovers from last year, Everdell. But this game just keeps coming out and coming out and coming out on our board game table. We just this game just keeps getting the plays. And expansions keep coming out, which we got a couple new expansions this year, which I think added even more to the game that, you know, sometimes I'm iffy on expansions. I'm not always sold on these games I really love that get expansions. Usually they're just like, okay, it's an afterthought. But with the expansions with Everdell, it really does um, well to mix up the game that gives you the same feel of Everdell, but gives you more stuff to do. And I really, really like that. So Everdell, if you don't know, is a it's kind of it's an engine building game, but it's it's all done kind of via cards. The board setup is just absolutely stunning. The artwork yeah. in this game is absolutely beautiful. The production quality is beautiful. I mean, you have this really nice board. Uh, the idea is you're in this mystical animal kingdom, and you're taking control of a species of animals. You know, think cutesy like uh, rabbits and turtles and fox and hedgehogs and i mean there's so many with with all the different expansions there's so many animals i can't even keep track at me yeah, i no. think there's like 20 something different animals now i have uh either way it's fun little shapes and it's a it's not only engine building but it's worker placement too because you're taking these workers and you're placing them in spots on the board and then you're taking the action uh what's unique about this is you start out with not very many workers in this game and as the seasons go on, you get more workers, but everybody could be at different points. So you right. can always go on to a different season at a different time. Once you run out of workers on the last season, you're done with the game. But other players can keep playing, taking turns playing games. It's just, you know, each person keeps rotating. If you happen to be out, you're out. But the main point of the game is you're getting resources, which the resources quality on this game is phenomenal. Yeah, yeah like berries and sticks and resin and stuff and you're using these resources to buy these cards or build these cards and so you build a little tableau of cards in front of you and you you only get can build so many and there's also buildings and workers well some of these workers like they're themed with the building so one might be a building might be the inn well you have innkeepers that go with it and what's really cool about this is if you build the building you can get the worker and place the worker in your village for free if you happen to have the corresponding building that goes with it. And so that's really what you have to do to try to be efficient at this game. And what these workers and buildings do is they give you um, they give you production, some of our production where you get uh, during the seasons and stuff, you can produce resources. Uh, there's ones that give you end-of-game victory point conditions. There's ones that give you ongoing bonuses, like they might give you discounts for building buildings. And then there's one-time action. So when you play it, you get that one-time action. And that's basically all the cards. Like I said, it's a little engine building. You're building this up. At the end of the game, you add up all your points that you got from your cards and end the game scoring. And, and that's basically the game. Um, I, I didn't really mention the giant tree. <laughs> exactly. Uh, How can you not mention that, this, Brian? <laughs> this giant 3D uh, tree. I, what is it like? Three inches high. It's oh, easily tall. It's yeah, several inches. And it yep. holds the cards and stuff on there, and, your and the workers. Yep. And that's basically the only functionality. But it looks awesome. It's at the yeah. head of the board, and it looks like a big tree. And um, it's really good. I maybe didn't explain it very well, but it's a fun, cutesy game. It is a little heavier. It's definitely yep. not a entry game. It's it's definitely medium to heavy type game, but it's fantastic. I, I love it. It mixes everything I love with. Worker placement and engine building. My some of my two favorite game mechanisms married together, and it works so well. And it definitely has a learning curve. Uh, I know the first time we played this, I mean, besides playing it wrong, but 
Um, <laughs> Part of the learning um, curve. <laughs> I just remember we only get three workers to start. Like, how are you ever supposed to build 15 buildings? By the end, like, you, you're like, ah, I want to build more than 15 buildings. And yep. it's crazy for only having, like, five or six workers throughout the whole game. It's amazing what you can actually end up doing because all those cards give you bonuses and extra actions. And it's a lot of fun. I really enjoy this game. Uh, if you couldn't tell, and the expansions add a lot more and change up the gameplay, and some cases make it modular. I love Everdell. Great game, great production value, worth every penny. It's a little pricey because of that production value, but man, it's a great game. All round solid. I love it. Yeah, it, you're going to notice a trend on these heavier games we're listing. Um, the, the price on them are going to be a little heavier or a little higher yep. because of components and everything that goes with them. And the playtime, they're going to be an hour to two hours on yeah, some of these games. Definitely. So if De- not more. Especially depending yes. on how many players you exactly. have. Exactly. Learning and stuff So like yep. it's, it, th- these are, yes, like I said, some of our favorite games. Um, but they take an investment in time and finance, but oh my gosh, well worth it. This is a game like um, Emily, Brian, uh, Jamie, and I played, and Jamie loves it. So uh, we're we're yeah, yeah. it's. And I should mention I. this is a one to four player game. Yes, one to four player. It does play in about ninety minutes, yep. or, or give or take, and yep. it is number two overall in family. Yeah, it, I guess it could be a family game, but it is a heavier. Um, it's 37th overall and in strategy, 37 yep. of all time. Like it's that good. And this game just came out two years a ago, a few years yep, ago, 2018. and it's still holding up. So, um, yeah, go check out the pictures. Like, oh my word, the artwork on this is arts, amazing. the arts components, the everything is 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 top notch. Really is. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of you know those old Redwall books. Yes, you know, by very Jacques, much. Brian Jacques. Yep. That's what it reminds me of, actually. You're right. I think that's kind of the I maybe a little inspiration, but that's what it reminds me of. Anyway. All right. Second game on our list, Chris. Yeah, it's one of Brian and I's uh favorites. Uh imagine that. Mm-hmm. I think we could keep saying that on every game here. <laughs> um, Probably actually, exactly. pretty much everybody. Yeah. But we're 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 fanboys of Star Wars and this game, Star Wars Rebellion, uh came out in 2016. Two to four players. Um if you play it to it has it's to be a, two or two four. Game. It really is a two player game. Um Yeah, don't right. play this four yes. or three or yeah. four player. No, yeah. no. Um but what it is is this is the Star Wars universe oh my gosh it's it's this, star wars in a box it is star wars in a box this is a three to four hour game uh, more yes. likely um yes. we played it one night and it just i mean this there's a lot of components so the setup is there but just playing is is, is fabulous and i mean we took up your whole table the whole we, we table this. yes absolutely i mean it's a double board anyway it's think yep. like two regular size or oversized boards yep. put together that's the yep. game board and then you still need room for all the game pieces off side of oh these boards word. and we had a little battle area where we did some of that <laughs> and stuff and it's it's oh my yeah, gosh we yeah we did yeah oh but this is if you're a star wars fan this is the epic conflict between between the galactic empire and the rebel alliance and it is that it is epic it is huge it goes throughout the whole process of the movie feeling the characters there is an expansion um that we highly recommend uh, you getting oh, yeah. for it and to get it but it, it introduces all of the flavor and the characters and the, just everything star wars so if you're a star wars uh uh fan this is a just top-notch fabulous game it's 
it's really it's number five uh, thematic and number eight overall on Board Game Geek. Just a fabulous game. I I mean, you, we could go into the, all the gameplay and everything, but it's just it's an epic conflict. It's Star Wars in a box, and you're battling yeah, and yeah. you're you're recruiting and you have missions. If you're the the Empire, you're trying to do this. If you're the Rebellion, you're trying to do this. And when we played Brian, and I, it came down to the end. And oh, it really I, did. It really did. And it was so you close. played a card that stopped me from, you know, basically destroying a planet. And then we ended up in an epic battle and um, you won the epic battle, which ended up winning the game for you. I mean, it was just, it was epic. I can't say it enough. This is an epic, it, it colossal was. game. Yeah. And what I really like about it is when you're playing the Empire, you're playing with all, I mean, there's, by the way, there's 150 plastic miniatures. Oh, I mean, yeah. like, they're yeah. all ships. There's so many components um but at, when you're playing the empire you're like powerful and you're getting all these ships and troops and you feel really powerful and as a rebellion you like you don't even have ships that can compete with the super yep. star destroyers that you're just like chucking out not to mention you can get two uh death stars on the board yes um yep. <laughs> you, you can do it um you know the the empire's going around blowing up planets and doing all this stuff as a rebellion you don't you can hardly build ships to even like compete and but as a rebellion, you're so in, you're so in like you know the sub- rebellion yes. across the galaxy. You're you're sabotaging subversion aspect and exactly. right. Oh, oh my, my gosh! Word. Yep. They're they're like they're like that little dog that's nipping at your heels the whole time, and that and they're just so annoying to play against. But that's what you are. And um, I I just like the whole board. By the way, is the the galaxy is just all the planets, and it's the Empire is trying to find the hidden rebel base, just like you are yep. in like the movies, uh, New Hope. Yep. Yeah. And uh, as as the as rebellion, just trying to hold out as long as enough, uh, hold out long enough to sow enough rebellion, and that's basically the game. I know it sounds a little simplistic, but uh, there is a lot to this game. There's a lot without going into it, but this every time I play this, it's come out with fun moments. Like you remember, in de- we played this what two years ago, a year yep. ago. Yep. You you remember in detail the, down to the wire. Like yeah, you played this card and this card, and I remember that too. I remember. Um, I remember playing this with Corey and him turning Han Solo to the dark side yeah. as the emperor. Like I, I, those little things like that. That's what it's so much fun. It feels like you're playing star Wars, the, the movie, oh, it does. the original trilogy. Absolutely. That's what it feels like. And rewriting um, it to the, the truthful ending. Yes. <laughs> or the yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but uh so yeah you, by, by yeah. the by the way this is based off an old video game like back in like ms dos yeah. days like windows dos i used to play this and, and it was a very a very in-depth uh game and it took forever to play but it's the same idea you would like build up stations and you'd have to worry about resources and you'd go and sabotage and do all this stuff it plays very close to this board game but it was in a video game for and it was the same name star wars rebellion it was a uh, very old it came out in the early 90s i think but that's either here or there i yeah. just didn't know i i was a big fan of it playing on ms dos and my windows uh 3.1 machine with my 16k memory nice oh, yeah. love it <laughs> i think it had a pentium 2 in it which is Ooh, pretty sweet that was good yeah pentium 2 450 i think it was yeah, off top nice. of my head. <laughs> with my 800 megabytes of uh of hard drive yes Insert floppy uh, disk, insert floppy disk, insert oh, floppy disk. I remember Final Fantasy VII came out for PC, and I was so excited. And the game itself was 800 megabytes. I'm like, no, I can't play Because <laughs> you can't store it. <laughs> no. Anyway, it's oh, there. Good how times. things have changed. Exactly. Oh, Good I- times. 
Absolutely. Ooh. Yeah, check it out. Yeah, Star Wars fan, check it out. Star Wars Rebellion. Oh, yeah. It's a must. It's pricey. It's like 100 yeah. bucks. Oh, but you these can all are going to be stuff. pricey. And get the expansion. That expansion revamps the battle system, makes the battle system so yep. much better. The The battle system, the base game is so dumb. Yep. It's not great. It's like you have this epic game and then you just have this piddly battle system that's dumb. It's like, yep. yeah, anyway, neither here nor there. Yeah. Highly, Good times. Yep. Highly recommend. If you're going to get it, get get it with the expansion. Yep. Also, print off cheat sheets from Board Game Geek. Laminate those. You'll need them. Oh, that's that's a great point. We didn't say that. A lot of these games will have cheat sheets that's and player aids and stuff like that. Yes. Which you do want. You do want. Because when I you're playing recommend. for three hours, it streamlines stuff so you don't have to look up in the rule books when, to find this factor or this number or this rule or that kind of it. Yep. Or that icon. Yes. I mean, yes, yeah, you can have the rule book, which yep. has it on the back, but then you're constantly <clears throat> passing yep. it back and forth yep. and it's a really they're like with final fantasy flight games of course they do the whole a quick introduction that only has bits of rules and then they have the full concrete one which is set up like a like a dictionary almost by like keyword but then it doesn't include all the rules and so you have to still go back to the how to play to fill in the yep. gap it's dumb it's yeah. fantasy flight Come on, <laughs> stop doing that tangent <laughs> okay so, sorry moving on uh, we can talk about this game for oh, exactly uh Next game on our list, I put Gloomhaven Jaws of the Lion. So this is a, I, we've talked about this on the podcast, but this is a new version of Gloomhaven that came out recently. It was a Target exclusive, but now you can get it anywhere. Um, but I also included like Gloomhaven in here. Mm-hmm. So Gloomhaven, if, you, if you're if you not familiar with, uh, Gloomhaven is like the number one board game yep. on Board Game Geek for like three or four years now when it originally came out. Frosthaven, the the follow-up sequels coming out soon so uh why i wanted to include this is we talked about gloomhaven in the past but gloomhaven is expensive it's like 120 dollars easily and terrible terrible uh storage solution like it's oh, just yeah. terrible storage solution the box i mean the box is like 50 pounds i'm, I'm not exaggerating this box is heavy and it's just it's a lot for somebody getting into it that wants to play this type of dungeon crawler modular game. Well, J- Gloomhaven Jaws Line is basically a streamlined version of Gloomhaven. Now, it's not Gloomhaven it. It's like a whole nother set of scenarios. In the base game, there's 100 plus scenarios. In this, there's like 30 scenarios. Yep, 25. And yep. what I, yep. And what I really like about this one is um, instead of Gloomhaven where you have uh, hundreds of these cardboard modular board where it's like rooms that you're putting together. This one doesn't have a, it, it goes away and you have like a spiral notebook where you open it up to the scenario and on this double page is printed the map that you're going to play on, which is really nice. It makes setup so much quicker, has rules, tells what the scenario objective is. So you just open up and lay it on the table and there's your board game already set up and everybody can read and see what's going on. It has the setup for the amount of guys, the bad guys to put on. Also, the storage solution is really nice. It has a nice removable tray with all the status and icons and health and everything that you just pull out of the, out of the box and put it next to the game board. And then it gives you enough baggies. It actually has a separate like three page thing, how to open up the game and actually store it away, which is fantastic. That is. And so they add a little baggie, and you you put all the enemy cards in there, their standee, and anything else in a bag. So every enemy self-contained. So when the game comes out, it says, hey, pull out this bad guy. You just pull the baggie out, pull everything out. You got everything. You're good to go. You can set up a scenario in three minutes. M- maybe. 
Like, it could be one or two minutes. It's super fast. Supposedly, Gloomhaven, if you don't have some special storage solution here, here it takes 15 minutes to set up. It's ridiculous. So, um, I really like Jaws of Lion just because it's a smaller box. It's self-contained. It plays exactly the same. The rules are the same, but it has uh, five scenarios that kind of is an introduction where it slowly drips in uh, game mechanics. In fact, for, for the starting characters it even gives you basic intro cards that you only use for those intro ones so like on the scenario two it's like hey take those basic cards out go ahead and go in your box and find the real ones and now that you learned how to do it and so it it really stair steps you into it and you can learn how your character plays because in in gloomhaven this is a dungeon crawler i.e you have a little you have a little mentor dude you're going through this dungeon in hexagon spots uh, you're, you're resolving actions, you know, and there's bad guys, you're attacking guys, you're rolling dice. That's the typical dungeon crawler. But what's unique about this, it's all card-driven. There's no dice. There's no randomness for the most part. You do have a modifier deck that randomizes things. Uh, but these these uh, characters, they're not your atypical, this is a mage, I'm going to do magic missile, or I'm a fighter, I'm going to slash you. They're very hybrid, where they kind of do a little of everything, which is pretty cool. They do have an emphasis and focus, but they all have a special, like, twist to them, if you will. So what I really like is I'm playing as Hatchet, uh, and he has this, ma- he has this like, his favorite hatchet. It's like an axe, and you throw it at guys. So it's like a range attack. You throw it, and then the little hatchet icon stays with the bad guy. And so for future turns, like, I do increased damage as he's carrying my... F- well, not caring. It's embedded in him. My favorite hatchet. It's embedded in him. I do increased damage to that guy, and then when he dies, it drops, and you have to go pick up the hatchet. Nice. <laughs> and then you can throw it again. Like just that's unique. That's fun. It gets you into the guy. Um, it plays really well. These scenarios play in like a half an hour, um, and it gives you the feel of Gloomhaven, which is fantastic for a fraction of the cost. It's like thirty. It's a thirty-five to forty dollar game. Yep. Um, but the components are great. The artwork's great. Steps you through it really nicely. It's not s- super long, um, but it has all the same game mechanics uh, for the most part. It's fun because you can up uh, ha- as you gain experience from fighting, you get to upgrade. You get to go to the shop with yeah. coins and buy new upgrades, and you you get to customize your deck as you get more experience. There's more better ability cards you get to put in, so you're customizing your action deck. You're customizing your modifier deck. And by the end of the game, you're going to have the super beefed up, powerful guy that you customize with all these actions, which is really cool because with each character, it gives its own like separate deck of cards that you can pick from. So if you really like doing these special stuff with a hatchet, throw all those in. But if you really like uh, going and whirlwinding and mailing, there's cards for that too. So you can kind of customize and I really like it. It's fun. Kind of a choose your own adventure in there where you're reading cards and making uh, choices and going through dungeons and it's just so much fun i can't i can't recommend this enough especially at this lower price point and the nice uh production and storage solution and how it steps you through it this is a fantastic game if you don't want to invest 130 dollars for something you may or may not like buy the 30 plus dollar version and uh you get the same feel and see what all the hype is about (laughs) So true. Very good game. This is a great game to introduce. I love I love the uh, role-playing game aspect of the leveling up and creating your character and going mm-hmm. down the path. It's not the same path that everybody will do. You get to create and change and mm-hmm. and um, escalate, involve, and level up your, your, your character. And, and even how you customize. <clears throat> right. You can add yep. status effects yep. to your cards. Yep. Well, you might have the most unique, even though hundreds of 
thousands of people have the same game, your character might be unique because yep. you decided to do it that way. Yeah, that's it's and the, it all yeah. works too. It does. It, it doesn't be like, oh, I made a really bad decision. No, like every of those upgrades will work really well no matter what you choose. You just get to decide how you want to play it. So good game. That's Gloomhaven Jaws of the Line. Check it out. Next games we're moving on to is a personal fan favorite of mine from back in that. 80s uh this goes all the way back there and they're just coming out with a new edition uh this year it's called blood bowl and i'm going to be introducing blitz bowl too so we'll be talking about mm. a little bit about um blood bowl really uh really aspect is this is a, a game by games workshop of fantasy football the original fantasy football where you've got orcs and dwarves and elves and nurgle and all the the games workshop uh feel uh, as a football team and you uh, there's different ways to play it you can play it in a tournament where you have your uh your characters and you can give them some special skills some uh, extra skills or you can play it in a league which one of the things i love doing is you start them out from a scratch team and as you play and you do things you score touchdowns you punch and knock out people you kill people you gain uh you gain star player points and mm -hmm. then you can level up and and get um strength adjustments and or move, become faster with movement um this kind of bit so each each team has a different races and they have some different abilities um there's this common list of skills like tackle and block um mm -hmm. passing things like that and then the, the each character has uh characteristics um the new version came out and and uh just came out literally launched like last week and available for purchasing is the 2020 edition and um oh, nice. they, they've added so originally you had movement which is how many squares on a board you can do this is a miniatures based uh tabletop game you have a, a board of a football field with your your orc figures your dwarf figures and they're in uh football uniforms with helmets and spikes on them and things like that of course because this is blood bowl um there's there's <laughs> yes there's gonna be some blood involved so you have movement um you have a strength ability how strong you are with you how you when you go to block somebody how efficient you are in blocking things like that um but uh then you also have an armor value which is how tough you are when somebody blocks you or knocks you down um they're trying to break your armor to cause injury to your player and then they also added uh, this with 2020, they kind of streamlined the passing ability. So everybody has passing. Mm. So you can run around, you can run the ball, you can throw the ball. Um, elves are really good at dexterous and this kind of stuff. Skavens are, are super fast. But uh, on your team, you have uh, individualized characters too as well. You may have a thrower who's really good at passing the ball and he can get to some of these passing skills. And then you have linemen, of course. Th these are your base people that uh, are your blockers. Um, then you can have some people, they call them runners, that are efficient at running the ball or picking up the ball if it's on the ground. And you can characterize, there's different skill sets on this. So the, the mm -hmm. Blood Bowl is really, really intricate. This is a two-plus-hour game. Um, the, the, oh, yeah. The... The new version is like 120 bucks on sale. Um, uh, MSRP is like 150, but you get everything you need with the boards, the dice, the rulers, the miniatures. Mm. Everything in it is of them. And these are ones where nice. people. This is a hobby type game where people go and paint all the miniatures. They come yep, just basically. Yep. You have to put them together. Some of them are the Games Workshops come up with a snap version where you just cut them off the sprues and snap them together. Um, some of them need gluing because of the multiple parts and you can adjust it and then you can get into the aspect of painting that as well. 
I mean, this is a, a cult following for years and years and years. The game went out of, uh, was basically a dead game for a long, long time and came back in 2016. And But they really didn't revamp a lot of the stuff and clean up the rules from the 80s and 90s. And there's been a... a, a a fan base, a, a culture um, that has been playing this and they've revamped the rules. So Games Workshop kind of went back and uh, worked with a lot of these people and redid the rules and to make it more streamlined and hence the 2020 edition that just came out. Um, so it's 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 a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. I haven't got this yet, but I've played Blood Bowl, like I said, since the 80s. Just love it. When, one thing that uh, Games Workshop came out to introduce Blood Bowl um, just a couple years ago, they're coming out and they just revamped it right now. It's called Blitz Bowl. This is, think of the minor league version of Blood Bowl. And that's what it's It's really, um, uh, the theme behind it is, is you're playing on a, you have a smaller team, you have a smaller board, and you basically are, it's, it's really a guide and teaching of how to play Blood Bowl in a smaller compact version. This is a, instead of a two hour game, this is a 30, 45 minute game. Um, less, nice. less footprint. Nice. It really is. You get a lot of the flavor of it. And with the second edition of the Splits Bowl, what they did is they added leagues to it. So you can run a league like Blood Bowl, but with this Blitz Bowl and Rob and I are, are we're talking about with the boys and we're going to uh, put together and going to do a, a Blitz Bowl league in this aspect, but you can still get the flavor there's different ways to win in Blitz Bowl. Um, you get victory points by basically there's cards and, and the cards have um, um, actions on it. If you throw a pass, complete a pass, you get a victory point. So you get, um, you know, block somebody, you get a victory point, uh, cause damage and this kind of stuff. So you can go through and, and do different things along the course. It's not just about scoring touchdowns like Blood Bowl is. There's different aspects mm -hmm. and you can do it. So your team can, can go down this path of they're not really scores all the time you get victory points for scoring a touchdown but you can do some of these other actions and you get victory points oh, so cool. there's different avenues nice. and really it is it's replayability is That's different cool. and it, it's it's a great way to get in this is a this is a 40 50 this is uh the thing with this is it's a barnes and noble exclusive game so you have to get it from oh, barnes and noble okay, yeah. it's not sold anywhere else um but well, there's barnes and nobles all around and barnes and noble online but it's it's one and they have sales all the time too. and they do have and they have coupons yes exactly um great game i i love it one of my top favorite games and now i'm excited to get more games in with this blitz bowl in a shorter version so fun stuff i i yeah. love this theme i love football and it melds fantasy and football together two two uh favorite uh items of mine so yeah, I really like the idea of this game and the theme, yep. and it's a lot of fun. And just, it, yeah, it, it, I love football anyway, yep. like American football. Yeah. And, and combine those themes and stuff, I really like the idea of it. Uh, for me, the the base game, and I think we've talked about this a little yep. bit, it, it, there's just a lot to it. Oh, there like, is. Oh, my gosh. Trying to remember yep. everything and like, well, if this situation happens with this situation, then I roll these combination of dice and it's this. There's a lot of tables you have to look up and stuff. And that's not usually my jam. A lot of people like right. that kind of stuff, which is cool. Um, each to their own. And that's, that's my only trouble with the base game. And so it's hard to sometimes make ideal decisions uh, because... <laughs> You, you really want to take from least risk yeah. to high risk yes. well, as you play yep. because the minute you make a mistake or you stumble or fail a roll, your turn's over. Yep. You don't want to do that on your first turn. Let me tell you, I've learned that the hard way. Brutal. Um, yep. 
So I definitely want to try Blitz Bowl because it, you know, it gives you that same feel and idea of it, but you know, a little more streamlined. That sounds awesome. Yeah. That sounds like up my alley. Yeah, so. absolutely. And like you talked about the tables and the wonkiness and all that kind of stuff. And that's one of the things the 2020 edition of Blood Bowl has really focused on trying to clean a lot of that up. But nice. you're right. But these, nice. these, both of these are games you want a player aid with. And oh, yeah, yeah, it is, it is. But oh, I just, <laughs> it just gets me going. I love the aspects. And you're right. It is brutal. It's you make a mistake in these games and your turn's over. So you could have this elaborate plan and somebody you throw a pass and somebody drops the ball. Oh, that's it. Turn over. Next person's turn. Oh, they miss a block. Oh, the oh, oh their turn's over. It's back to or, you. And, or you go for yes, it yep, and you, you fall down. stumble, die yep, on the one yard yep, line. Yep. And this is a dice game. <laughs> so you're rolling me. dice. So there's it's all the, the randomness of dice. So you can I've, yes. I've yes. literally had that happen yep. where I'm at the one yard line. I'm like, I need one more movement. I'm like pfft. I'm going to go for it. What's the chances? Not only does he fail, but he, he like falls. And then I rolled for damage and I'm like, okay, well he'll just like, whatever. No, he died. He died. That's, that's nothing. Exactly. (laughs) It's this game is so lighthearted. There's so many puns in the reading of it. Nuffle is is the God of Nuffle. Well, basically what it is, is this fantasy realm has found some of these old books, NFL and they go read it and instead of fighting these wars they re- basically started challenging each other in these football games off of this guidebook from <laughs> the god nuffle which is the NFL. so there's that's so many puns and it's yes exactly know, it's fun it's it's really a fun game but yep love it one of my favorite games of all time blood bowl and now blitz bowl nice nice Cool. All right. Next one on our list I'm going to talk about is Raiders of the North Sea. I think this is actually probably the lightest game on the list. I would probably say, Chris, have you played Raiders of the North Sea yet? Not Raiders. No, I have not. Yeah. So it's like Paladins of the West Kingdom, Architects of the West Kingdom, and then... Um, now it's Raiders of the North Sea. Well, that yeah. that's the series before this, the right. trilogy. It's all the of the North right, Sea. Right. And exactly. I've, I've only played... Yeah. I've only played Raiders of the North Sea, but it's really good. Like, this is a really, really fun game uh it's a worker placement game and so the idea is you play these vikings and you're trying to plunder and attack these villages and stuff to the north side of the board you have like your island where your vikings are and there's like a river and then north of that there's all these buildings and you're basically uh when the game's set up there's all this loot and stuff at all those buildings and you're just trying to raid and take those over and get more uh get more loot if you will uh from the monasteries the fortress the harbor the outposts and stuff like that um now there's restrictions where you have to have certain amount amount of uh crew and provisions with food and stuff like that uh to raid and uh and whatnot so there's some the gameplay mechanics there and that's where it comes out a little medium to hires because there's a lot of these um gameplay mechanics there's also cards you can get and these cards uh, are your raiders, that's your crew you're building, and a lot of them give you special abilities uh, depending on what kind of action you're taking, which is kind of cool, and in some cases when you uh, are doing your raid, somebody might die based off the dice roll, and so <laughs> your crew is dying off, so you have to replace them, and sometimes you have to like make some hard decisions because you have some really cool raid, you have some real cool you have some real cool crew members that you're spending a lot of silver to recruit, Um but what I really like about this, even past the theme and the gameplay, which is awesome, is the worker placement aspect of this. What's really unique about this is how the game plays is you, you're you placing a worker on an open spot, you take the action, 
And then you pick up a worker from another place. And when you pick up the worker, you get the action of that worker as well that you picked it up from. And so then it opens up another spot on the board. And that's how the gameplay goes. So it's a very unique that you get two place, you get two actions. And it's not, it's like worker placement and then worker taking, which is kind of unique. And then the workers are of three different colors. So you have like white, black, and gray, if I remember right off the top of my head. And some of the places or the actions have special or enhanced actions or not as good actions depending on the color of the worker. And so as the game progresses, you start getting more and more efficient with your actions because you're, you're unlocking these better workers uh, from attacking the villages to the north. As you attack the villages to the north, you get plunder, but along the plunder is apparently workers. I mean, I guess you're taking them slave, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. What, of, what, we'll just look past that. Uh, exactly. <laughs> uh, maybe there are prisoners. You're releasing prisoners. That's what we're going to go with. Um, but uh, either way, it plays really well, really slick. Um, I really like this game. Uh, this is one I don't have on my shelf, unfortunately. It's on my wish list. This is probably one of the games I am going to buy. Because I love this game. And it plays really well on Tabletop Simulator. I've taught it before. I've played it. This is just a fantastic game. Um, I really like it. And I, Chris, yeah. I think you would absolutely love yeah, this game. Yeah, this, this is a game that's uh, it's by Renegade Games. They publish it. Um, I love Renegade Games. They've got several games. I have several games of oh, theirs. Yeah. Um, Great games. Yes. And it's been on my list. Always wanted to try it. I love Vikings themes. Uh, and this just this whole aspect of the play mechanics. The, the game mechanics of this and how it plays is mm -hmm. just the strategy type games. I, I, I like that. So this has definitely been one on my short list wish list. And hopefully maybe Santa uh, may bring it uh, th uh, this year. Because I've been a good boy this Whoever, year. If Santa's listening. Exactly. Though, exactly. <laughs> Santa's always listening. <laughs> oh, yeah. brother. As long as you've been good this yes. year. Oh, I have. I have. Good. Good. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, that's... Uh, that's uh, Raiders of the North Sea. So continuing on about epic style games, uh, we're going to uh, introduce the War of the Ring, second edition. Uh, this is by Ares Games. Uh, this is Lord of the Rings in a box, kind of similar like we <laughs> talked about Star Wars in a box earlier. This is Lord of the Rings. Uh, second edition, it came out in 2012, still uh, produced and around, has a couple expansions that adds on to it as well. Um, once, I always like getting these expansions for these type of uh, stuff, but basically is uh it's a two a two player game you can play it two to four again 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 play two players. yeah play it two players <laughs> but uh basically one player takes the free people and the other plays the the shadow armies and you really the you really just reenact the 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 movies you go through it and or um, the books or the, the books yes for the purists out there for those <laughs> who who like reading versus watching all all of that and, i mean it's it's just there's there's the game is won by uh, different military victories if sauron uh, like conquers a certain number of free people cities and strongholds um they win uh if the ring bearer is able the, the the free people in the the quest the fellowship is able to get the ring bearer uh to mount doom and um successfully and destroy the one ring um then then the free people win there's there's different victory aspects of it that's the thing mm -hmm. i like about it it's not you have to do this to win or you ha uh, the other person has to do this there's different ways you can go about uh being the the shadow armies and win or the free people to win 
So there's a lot of replayability. There's a lot of strategy involved because as of, let's say, if I'm the shadow people, I don't know which avenue you're going around. You could be leading a party to Mount Doom, but it may be a ruse because you're trying to do another victory condition to win this aspect. Um, it, and the ring bearer is like hidden yes, too. It's, it's like hidden, hidden exactly, movement there. Hidden. Yep. So you're trying to find yep. them too and stop them. It's kind of cool. Very thematic. Uh, this is very thematic to uh, the movies and the books and, yes. and the aspect. Yes. And yep. the components. I mean, you've got large boards, lots of mini miniature components. It's just, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, the artwork on the board and the cards is fabulous. Very, very, uh, very much in everything of the Lord of the Rings and the high detail and that aspect. It's, I mean, you've got action dice that you can use or you play event cards that can swing it um or yep. a, a, an action or a battle or and it's it's just it's you can get yeah. the heroes out yes. Aragorn. Get oh my gosh, yes, you exactly. Get, like, you get yeah. all these other people to come in and join your quest. Um, Sauron can get these, these evil hordes and monsters and just all this stuff aspect. It, it's just the so... It's so good. It really so is good. so good. And it is, it, it's one that's pricey and it's one that this is probably three, four hour game oh, um, yeah. easily, oh, yeah. easily. So expect that. I mean, it's, it's number 11 ranked overall. It's number two in the war game. It's considered a war game, a number six oh, in sure. thematic, but it's, it is, if you're a Lord of the Rings fan and you want a heavy feel game, this is, this is the game for you. Um, like I said, there's a couple oh, yeah. expansions. I'd highly recommend grabbing the expansions. That's just me. I like that. I like the full feel of the game. I'm playing it, uh, but this is it's this is everything Lord of the Rings, everything Lord of the Rings. So I don't know. It's it's, it's kind of like the ultimate Lord of the Rings it, board it game. Re it really like, is. I yeah. mean, it's you can go into more of the gameplay and stuff, but the aspect is just it's wow. It's Lord of the Rings in a box, and it's the so thematic, so thematic, and it feels so epic. It too. it this really is. is. So it fun. is an epic game. This is one where it's coming down. You know, hour three, hour four. It's coming to the end of the game, and it it's it's oh everything is just you're standing up and you're on edge and you're doing this and at, at least me. I it mean, does it, and it does justice for the the original material. Yep. It, that's what I really like yep. about it. You know, it's not some IP grab. It, no thought and passion came into this game and how they made it, and it's definitely a tribute for the lord of the rings fans out there and i it's so good yeah so, just great game love it love it war of the rings uh second edition all right next game on our list is clank legacy so uh this game is a, a legacy version of clank we talked about clank in the family games for teenagers and adults because yep. clank is a fabulous game so this plays just like clank same rules and everything but the the addition the legacy aspect to this game um, they, they teamed up with Penny Arcade. So Penny Arcade uh, made this Acquisitions Incorporated theme uh, or storyline. I'm not actually terribly familiar with where that came about, but I know it's tied with Penny Arcade. Right. Um, and so they teamed up with it. And so your Acquisitions Incorporated, where you're creating this company in the world of Clank, where you're trying to acquire treasure. And so it kind of goes real well on the theme. And but it plays just like Clank. Uh, the cool thing about this is you get this huge board. I mean, really big board. It's double sided, and uh, you go through ten scenarios or ten missions. So it's a campaign game that you have to play with the same people. Uh, but as the game goes on, uh, there's special 
points of interest on the board that comes out through the scenarios, and there's a storyline, and uh, there's a lot of reading. So it's, it's a lot of choose-your-own-venture. There's this huge book that comes with it, and so it might be point of interest, read passage 44 when you get here. So you flip to 44, you read the passage, and there might be choices to be made or stuff might come out. There's uh, there's sealed components in the box that come out, or uh, uh, it's kind of like an advent calendar, yeah, you know what I'm talking yeah, about, exactly. where there's these like... Uh, these sheets and it'll be like open box number 19 so it's, it's like perforated and you open it up and oh there's new stickers or uh whatever and it's like hey do this go put the sticker on the board so this is a permanent game that you're going to be tearing up components yes. you're going to be putting Oof. stickers on the board i mean the the starting board uh, it's huge yep. but you you only the starting board only has paths for like a fifth of board. As the game goes on, you get these stickers that you put on the board, and it adds to the path of the board, and it becomes this full board by the end of the game. And depending on your decisions, the game board is going to be different. Um, there is stickers and stuff for those paths and how you you form the board that don't make it to the game depending on your decisions. It gives you extra components to do that, which is really cool. So no matter how you play and how the game comes out different cards are going to come out. You'll start customizing the deck of cards that comes out in the game. You'll start putting stickers on cards to upgrade it. So you can start adding benefits to these cards, which is really cool. Uh, you'll encounter new characters uh, in the game that can become allies or foes, depending on your decisions. And it just adds to the flavor. It's kind of a goofy game with some of the underlying tones with the storyline. And it's funny and, and dramatic at the same time. And Still retains the same gameplay as Clank, but then adds in some new uh, gameplay mechanics, not to give any spoilers away, and just gives you fully customizable uh, decks. And by the end of the game, there's gameplay mechanisms that you can actually play the game, their finished board, if you will. And there's new uh, there's new gameplay mechanics that almost make it worth playing that outside of the original Clank because you can play with it. And there's also a whole game scenario that you can play with when you finish the campaign, which is pretty cool. Um, so without giving many spoilers why it's really good, it's just really good. Take my word for it. It's a lot of fun. If you like Clank, play this. Games do last longer, though. They're like two-hour games because you're constantly like, all right, stop, go to this passage, read it, make a decision, pull out these components. Okay, now we're back to the game. So it's like five-minute chunks sometimes of interruptions, but they're really fun and they're really worthwhile. It's not just going through the motions. The whole time you're on edge, you're like, ooh, I'm going to go explore over here because there's a point of interest and I really want to see what happens. And it's really fun and it's really good and there's a lot of cool payoffs and a lot of funny, goofy stuff that happens and it's a really fun. It's one of my favorite board gaming experiences ever of all time. And Emily and I played it as two players. We started out the earlier the year. We played through it and I think we, we, we played this like... Night after night, we kept the setup on the board yeah. game table, and we played night after night after night. Some nights we were staying up to like midnight playing multiple games because it was so good. We're like, "Oh, let's just play another one. Let's play another one. Let's play another one." It was so engaging, so much fun, and just absolutely loved it. Nice, so good. Yeah. I can't gush more about this, but Clank Legacy, check it out. It is a little pricey, like I said, but man, the experience was well worth it. Yeah, good game. Clank Legacy. It is a good game. Yeah, that Acquisitions Incorporated. That is a theme. Um, of, from a Dungeons and Dragons adventure party that started out online in 2008. Oh, so it's it. basically and then the podcasts and associated, and it's basically these people doing live plays 
of and the theme of their characters. Gotcha. And so gotcha. it has became very, very popular. So they added that theme onto it on, on that. So that's where you get some of that that the uh, humor and that aspect. Oh, yeah, there's definitely humor yeah, here. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, oh, my gosh. I, I mean, I love Clank. Uh, the legacy aspects, it, it cringe when I have to put a sticker on a card or rip up something. But this is a game that makes me oh, – I, I definitely want to try uh, – I would definitely try a legacy game with Clank in this aspect. So. Oh yeah, it's, it's probably my favorite legacy yeah. game I've played. I've, I've heard that. It's done it's that top. well. It is. I've heard it's one of the top legacy games of all. Yep. So. Good stuff. All right, cool. Uh, next game on the list, second to last, two more. Yes, uh, this is a game we talked about last year too as well um, in our 2019 ho- uh, holiday guide, but it, it made it again. It's Scythe. It, it's one of the, the top strategy uh, games, uh, heavier games of all that we love. It's one to five players, plays hour and a half, two hours type kind of game, and basically is... Um, just think of uh, 1920s Europa, uh, just time of unrest. Uh, but it's it's you play one of five uh, countries trying to vie for power uh, in this alternate history type. Yeah, uh, alternate. Uh, back like in, steampunk? Yep. Yes, very much steampunk period. Very much steampunk. So think of Russian um, farmer out in the field with a sickle cutting the wheat as a uh, huge mech walks by. Um, <laughs> it, it's it's one of those feels of that. It's just alternate Europe. Uh, but basically in Scythe, it's an engine building game. Uh, there's farming, there's war, there's a different, uh, there's aspects of gaining resources there's combat mm-hmm. i mean there's it's there's there's the economic aspect of the fighting aspect very science fiction um there's territory controlling and building that aspect yep. yep and so you can build up your territories too as well there's and so, it, it's yeah. not like a like a super war conflict no. i think a lot of people no. see this and they think it's oh it's a big conflict war right. type game it's actually more of an airy control yeah. engine building i think yeah. resource management than a war game now there is conflict uh but there not is as much conflict as you might think i should just right. put that as a disclaimer absolutely i think a lot of people go into think that's the case they do think it, but the, and this is actually listed as a strategy game and not a war game yeah. in bgg and it's yeah, the it 12th is. overall game um came out in 2016 oh yeah exactly it is it's one of brian and i's favorites i introduced it to me uh that was at origins wasn't it i yeah, swear it was, it was, was origins a couple years ago first time yep. we both yes, played it yes yeah. yeah and um oh my gosh just it's you look on the the accolades for this uh, game is so much. There's so many awards, nominees, and winners. But it's the just there are so many things. The cool components, the board, the aspects, the graphical interf- with it, um, just everything. You get some uh, Euro game feel with the resources and the wooden components, and then you get these plastic mechs. You get the that Ameritrash feel with these plastic mechs mm-hmm. on the board and that that fighting aspect of it. So it's a really neat blend of uh, a really Euro is. based game and then your Ameritrash uh, type game. Uh, I I really love it. It it really when and this it's came out. Beautiful. Oh, it is. It really is. And when this came out, it just it really just grasps. It it just pulled on me and said, "Hey, you know, this is really neat looking. Great mechanics. Great game theme. I I dug into that theme. Uh, it's mm-hmm. just 
one of our favorite games of all time. Can't gush over more about Scythe. Yeah. Um. And and then the Ra- there's a couple of expansions, but the yep. Rise of Fenris expansion adds a campaign on yeah. it. And it's not a legacy, so you're not tearing components, but there are sealed like boxes and stuff. But you can reset it, which is kind of cool. But once you reset it, like kind of takes away some of the mystery around mm-hmm. it. But um, you can play through the campaign, and then it adds in uh, modular rules and components into the game. So it it it's like a expansion but there was a storyline along with it to reveal those things and kind of stair steps you through i highly recommend it the rise of fenris was so much fun yeah emily and i played two players and it played really well but man i think the more players that play through that campaign the better um but the rise of fenris i can't uh i i can't recommend it enough, yeah but, that's one yeah. i want that's an expansion i want to get i don't have that one i've heard you and, and this is a little pricey by it, the way. It, it, it this this <laughs> whole series is pricey <laughs> this uh the site series yeah you can get the base game this whole category yes, is expensive. it is it is so um, <laughs> hey we gave two cheaper alternatives with jaws yeah. of the lion and blitz bowl season two so there's and raiders the north and raiders are, yeah cheaper, under right? 50 well, those I mean, were both cheaper. under 50 under fifty dollars. <laughs> it's ama- It's amazing. Some people might think it'd be like fifty bucks. Yeah. It's kind of expensive. Yeah. Our uh, our our uh, threshold for price is oh. really. Uh... <laughs> if, yeah, under three figures. Oh, that's a good deal. <laughs> Speaking of a three-figure game, yep. uh, ninety-nine dollar MSRP. The last game on our yep. list is Pandemic Season One. Uh, I know we've talked about this before, um, many times, but. Uh, Corey, uh, Emily, and I just finished it up like a couple weeks ago, so we finally wrapped it up, and now I can feel like I have good impressions and overall how the game goes. Uh, for those who don't know, maybe uh, Pandemic is this uh, game where it's a cooperative, where a pandemic uh, is going across the world. There's viruses, and you're going around with special characters that have special actions, trying to stop the virus and come up with a cure before uh, it uh, total outbreak happens, and, and there's... There's like many ways to lose in this game. Uh, only one way to win, though, <laughs> and that's pandemic. It's it's a solid oh, it uh, mass market ish. Like Matt Mark, I mean, it's pretty common now. It is it's now. A, it's a very good yep. gateway game. Very good cooperative game. Um, but the the base game pandemic gets a little old after a while. I mean, you can only play it so many times until it feels like it's the same game, and. It's a solid game, but you can get burnout on it. And it's just a game that I feel like you can't just play 30 or 40 times. Um, you're going to get old. And so I think a lot of people by now is probably sick of Pandemic because they played it so many times. Plus, you know, the old joke with the current pandemic going on. Yep. I know early on, everybody thought it was, uh, you know, anyway. I think it became like super popular because of COVID. Oh, it did. Anyway, here, neither here or there. So uh, for those who are not familiar with Legacy, we talked about it a little bit earlier, but one of the first Legacy games was actually Risk Legacy. Uh, there's a guy named Rob Davio that kind of came up with this concept of Legacy. He was the first one to do it with Risk Legacy. It was basically Risk where the game changes, though, and permanently changes through gameplays. And and by permanently change, I mean you're putting stickers on the permanent stickers on the board. You're writing with permanent marker on the board. You're ripping up cards. You're doing stuff like that. And that was uh, that was pretty foreign to anybody Absolutely. when that came out. And a lot of people are like, ew. Kind of like what Chris's reaction here is. And, and honestly, that was my reaction too when I first did it. Until I played one of these, I'm like, okay, this is awesome. With Risk Legacy, not a big deal because you just like, go get Risk. You know, it's like 20 bucks, whatever. But that was that kind of started off. Uh, nothing like earth shattering because I played through Risk Legacy. Nothing earth shattering there. Uh, but it did some things that were unique with Legacy. Well, they took that same concept and teamed up with Pandemic. 
and he improved upon what he learned from Risk. You can kind of tell the iteration and kind of the evolution. I bring all that up to say that Pandemic Legacy Season 1 was probably the first really good legacy game and is really good for a reason. Um, it is Pandemic, which is familiar to everybody, which is nice. Uh, it, has, it starts out with the same gameplay mechanics. Uh, really, the only difference with this early on is that your characters can die. <laughs> uh, so if there's outbreaks that happen with your character in the city, they get scarred. And these scars are stickers that permanently uh, attach to your like little character card. And they give you negative, uh, negative abilities for the rest of the game when you play with that character. Uh, but they add a lot more characters to the game. And they enhance the character's... Uh, from the base game so you have your medic and your your scientist and all their other ones but they they change some of the what they they can do which is pretty cool um and then you're just playing it normally um and then stuff happens and this is where it's hard to explain without any spoilers because i do not want to spoil this because the spoilers in this game is what makes it so good yeah don't do that uh it's there's there's twists and turns surprising things there was there was many there was like two i can think off the top of my head where i'm i'm pulling out you know there's a secret deck of cards that you go through and it's like okay stop here okay read this when you complete this month and i read it and i'm going through and i'm opening stuff and like Corey and i look to each other like oh did that just happen yes yes it did happen it's very cool there's sealed boxes in the in the box um there's a deck of cards like i said that you go through there's a lot of scratch off there's kind of like the advent calendar this is the first time i saw him do this where you find the box like 23 you open it up and it has stickers you you stick stickers in the rule book which permanently adds rules or changes rules there's stickers you put on the board. Um, you're tracking outbreaks of cities. Like, so as cities go, they start with like rioting and they can go all out collapse. Like when a, when a city collapses and it stays collapsed through the whole game, you can't travel there now without like having a movement, uh, penalty and so like the game is permanently getting modified as you play through it and the idea is you're playing over 12 gameplays or 12 months and you're going from there and there's a storyline if you lose a month you can try it again and you get some extra funding you can spend some funding to add in special ability cards into the deck which is kind of nice and that's about all i can explain without spoilers but it might sound like basic painting but let me tell you some of the spoiler stuff that comes out is so good like so 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 you're not expecting so good oh my word i did not expect any of this and and, it and you're going along you're like oh okay and then you're going you're like okay well this is kind like just when you get comfortable playing the game like being like okay i understand the direction this is going through and it's starting to maybe get old or too difficult we're gonna change everything up again and that happens multiple times through your 12 playthroughs or I think we lost like three or four months, so we we played through like 15 or 16 plays. Um, either way, so good. It is a little expensive. It's a one-time play. Like yeah. when you complete the game, there you can't play it again. It's not like Clank Legacy where you can play the board. Once you're done, you're done. But man, we played 15 games. We got 20 plus hours of gameplay on this game. And just that we have the memories, the experience, the, we can talk about it. Um, and you also don't feel too bad ripping stuff up because you know um, that that's how you experience the game fully and completely. And you know at the end of the game, there's really no way to reset it anyway. And you, even if you could reset it, you're not going to want to because a, a lot of the fun that comes is knowing not knowing what's Surprise. happening and then yep. experiencing as you go. If you, if you know what's going to happen, you can game for future rounds or future gameplays, and it's just not going to be as fun or challenging. Uh, but 
really good. I just like it overall. You can upgrade your compare. You can upgrade your your characters. You can upgrade the viruses. So you can make viruses really easier to cure in future rounds. Uh, and this isn't spoiling anything because this is what you get right out of the gameplay. But then more stuff unlocks and yeah. Great. I'll end it there, but really good game. Check it out. Uh, I heard Pandemic Season 2 is not good, but Pandemic Season 0 is really good. So I'm definitely going to try Season 0. Season 2, I I don't know what happened there, but I'll probably get that one on clearance eventually. (laughs) Um, And then we'll wait for Pandemic Legacy Season 3 coming out here soon. So (laughs) We'll see. Fun stuff. Yeah, this is ranked number two overall on BGG. um, Oh, wow. There's a reason. Let me, again... The spoilers is what makes it yep. so good. Oh, my word. It's so good. I'd love just to have a spoiler episode talking about it because I really <laughs> wanted to talk about this uh, out loud with the spoilers. It's so cool. Maybe we'll, so maybe cool. we'll do that. <laughs> yeah, well, you should play it, Chris. I know. Yeah. I know you feel bad about ripping stuff out, but man, I think your kids would love it, like the boys yeah, or, yeah. or I, even I, Jamie I, and I, stuff because it's pandemic, yeah, but really, really cool storyline. Yep, exactly. So Very cool storyline. So anyway, well, that uh, that was an hour and a half. Uh, I knew it was going to go long, but that's our list of heavy games and party games and really good games. Really, really, really good games. Oh, gosh. As you can tell, we love talking about these games. So hour and a half, two hours. Exactly. Like I started out being like, "Ooh, I want to play Everdelian. Ooh, I want to play Star Wars. Oh, I want to play Jaws of the Light. I want to play all these games again. Yes. (laughs) I'm going to go buy another copy of Clank Legacy just to play it again. I'm, I'm half kidding. There you go. Half kidding. (laughs) <laughs> I, I think Emily would love to go through it again. Like, um, anyway, good stuff. Thanks, Chris, for sure. joining. I hope I, I hope everybody enjoyed and, and found something they liked. Uh, give us feedback. Hey, it, did you try one of these games? Did you like it? Did you love it? Hopefully, it's a new favorite game. Um, that that's our goal. We want you to find your next favorite game that you can share with your family, friends, your loved ones, and and uh, just share. That's all, all. You know, that's kind of what the game's about. Yeah, it's being about entertainment, but. A lot of it's just sharing it with people around you and having a lot of fun and spending that time with each other. Exactly. Couldn't said it any better. Well, wonderful. Well, thank you. Uh, if you've uh, listened this far, we thank you for, for hanging with us. We appreciate you listening. Uh, we just love doing this and talking about games. And we love doing it. Uh, this concludes our holiday list. It became a, a one-parter from 2019 to a three-parter <laughs> in 2020. Uh, at that rate, what are we going to be like nine episodes next year? Or? We can work our way up to an advent uh, a podcast. That's how we really stretch out our content. <laughs> exactly. uh, well, it's just really hard here with the pandemic. Yep. Uh, we're doing this remotely. You know, that was why a couple times we were talking over each other a little bit. It's a little hard to do. There's a little delay, uh, but we're making, we're managing and still getting games in and talking about them. So, um, good times this is after thanksgiving so i hope everybody had a wonderful thanksgiving christmas is coming up here it's a short break between thanksgiving and christmas this is a late thanksgiving so uh get your shopping in i i know shipping and stuff with like some of these game sites uh they're having cut off like next week the sixth i think on some of these websites they're saying for guaranteed by the holidays so please if you're listening to this and you still need to get games for your shopping list get them ordered now like this is your reminder get it out so you can get them before the holidays uh again go listen to 2019 listen to the last two episodes if you want some ideas if you need some uh get those games get it early because everything's going to be delayed because of the pandemic but Enjoy. Anything else you want to say, Chris, before we take Be off? Be safe, have fun, enjoy the company um, that you're able to be around and be with, and always always uh, give your loved ones a big hug and a shout-out and invite them to play some board games. Absolutely. 
All right. Well, we thank you for listening from the games we play. Happy Thanksgiving and happy holidays. I am Brian. And I'm Chris. And keep on gaming. Join the conversation and feel free to give us your feedback. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at GamesWePlayPod and at GamesWePlayPod at gmail.com.